Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley, and today I'm really excited to be having on Tim and Susan Krause from Mammoth Creameries. Tim, Susan, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, super excited. Thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really excited to chat with you guys, um, hear more about your story, talk about how you got here. And we were just chatting before we hit record about about the loveliness of Austin, Texas, which is where you guys are based out of, right? We are in beautiful Austin, Texas. 80 degrees today. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, clearly lots of people need ice cream down in Austin, but why do they need Mammoth? Talk to everyone about what is Mammoth ice cream and how are you guys different from any other ice cream out there? Yeah, for sure. Well, the, the reason why everybody needs Mammoth, it is, I mean, super easy, actually. It's because it's the best ice cream on the planet. I mean, that's, that is the, the the best thing I can come up with here on the spot. But, you know, if we want to dive into some additional details, I suppose it's, uh, you know, Mammoth is just truly one of it, one of its kind. There's nothing like it at retail in the country. And, and I'm not even joking, potentially the planet, because even though, you know, like, so we are a, a keto ice cream, but really we are a keto frozen custard, which uh, to a lot of people is kind of like, oh, you know, that's, that's the same. But to us ice cream people are like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. No. That's like no. saying driving a, a Ford and driving a Mercedes is the same. Yes, they're both cars, but the experience is, I mean, you, you know what different. I'm saying, right? And, uh, and, and so we are the you know, the only frozen keto frozen custard at retail, potentially on the planet from, you know, and I've actually looked at that, you know, like gone to all the different Google domains, you know, Australia, Europe, and, and nothing. We have ever, yet to find one. Yeah, nothing comes up. And uh, so, you know, so we, we kind of own that space, which is super exciting. And uh, on top of that, you know, if that wasn't awesome enough already, we use, we have the cleanest uh, ingredient label of all of ice cream, frozen custard, frozen dessert, doesn't, doesn't matter. Throw us in that entire frozen category and there's nobody that can touch the cleanliness of our label. And then to make that even more awesome, is we only use like seven to nine ingredients depending on the flavor and we don't use any preservatives we don't use any water we don't use any stabilizers we don't use any gums and uh one sweetener yeah only only one sweetener um and and there's just just so like and that's another thing nobody else is is doing it and we didn't uh, set out to make custard it just became so premium we legally had to call it yeah that's we our our first round of packaging said ice cream we've learned a lot yeah (laughs) And uh, with the help of the FDA, extremely helpful in the US, they let us know immediately that that was not going to fly, that this is actually a custard. And the reason why is just because we have such a high amount of uh, egg yolk, you know, they call it egg yolk particle, but just in general egg yolks that uh, it classifies it as a custard. And then if you're kind of thinking about the pyramid of ice cream, like what's the most legit and what's the, the suckiest 
you know, if the if the top of the pyramid is is the pinnacle, obviously. So that would be frozen custard. Then you have a super premium ice cream. Then you kind of like regular ice cream. Then you have like frozen dessert, which is not really ice cream. And then you got like whatever Cool Whip and all that junk is at the very bottom. And uh, and yeah, I hope those were enough reasons to convince somebody <laughs> to at least give it a try. And you know, on top of all of that, it is just. I mean, it is it is a better for you product that doesn't taste like a better for you product. And, it, you know, a lot of these other high fat, low carb products, especially ice cream, have these big problems in achieving this like traditional consistency and creaminess and, and what have you. Well, Mayor's Primary is you know, not me. I, well, not smart enough, but Susan and her team have, have completely figured that out. And I'm, I'm willing to take it, you know, to anybody that, you know, the experience as far as from a consuming the product goes is as close to the real deal as you can find anywhere. That is so encouraging for a lot of people because I mean, okay, clearly everyone's like mouth is watering after knowing all that. It's clean, it's delicious, it's like real, but like I know a lot of people, if they're looking for a keto ice cream, they're looking for something low carb, high fat, that consistency just isn't there. It's almost like it has no mouthfeel whatsoever. And the fact that this is actually a frozen custard, I mean, that's gotta be, that's gotta be creamy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, you know, it's shared like, you know, so since we don't put any sugar or any alcohol, so it'll freeze like any other, you know, no sugar ice cream, it freezes really solid. And, you know, when you buy that, you know, when we buy competitive products to check them out, which like, man, you know, certainly this is going to get better. It's frozen, right? So it comes out of the freezer. Of course it's rock solid. It's supposed to be rock solid. It's frozen. And then we let it sit on a counter 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You still get that 75 minutes. And it's just like, this shit is not fine. I don't know what's going on. And, and, you know, again, Susan and her team have, I don't know how, I, I don't even want to know because I'm sure I can't wrap my head around it. They have figured it out. On how Sometimes you just got to keep things it. simple. I think people overthink things. They overthink ingredients. They overthink formulas. And I think basically I took what we made at home, what I made at home for us and wouldn't take no for an answer. We scaled it to a, to a level where we could sell it to retail without changing anything that we did at home. I used to add whole eggs at home. We do egg yolks now. I did learn that little trick of the trade, but yeah, sometimes you just got to keep things simple and not try so hard. That's my secret. I really like that. That's you're right. It's, it can become really, really complicated. And oftentimes it's like boiling back to the the foundation. Just yeah. because you're going mass doesn't mean the whole thing needs to completely change. It does need to adapt, but you can still go very much off of what it was at the beginning. So I want to go back to like how this even became something that we now see lined in the grocery store shelves. Like how did we go from you just making this at home and the family loving it to them being like, hey, we have a real business idea here. Let's let's take this mass. Um, it's I think we had the encouragement of the right people. It happened at a time in our lives where I was at home with the kids. I was able to focus on that. Tim was working in CPG already. So he had friends that knew how to get things rolling. People wanted the ice cream that I was making at home. And um, there really is no... Really, we had no idea that we had a business. And we, we did. didn't I don't want know to... that we do now. Yeah. And we didn't want... <laughs> We didn't want to start a business because, again, we got four kids, we have a mortgage. Like, 
you know, in my career, we were we were real stable. We were doing life well. was life was predictable. Good. Yeah. It was predictable, and with four kids, predictable is very very yeah, good. You know? Like we go on vacation twice a year, every year. You know, everything was like minimal risk, right? You know, can't eliminate total risk, but minimal. And then other people were really like, "This is what you should do," and we're like, "No, don't want to. Stupid." <laughs> Nobody you know? said it was stupid. No, I said it he was has, stupid. <laughs> he has anxiety when it comes to change. I have an oblivious attitude to things. I don't worry as much. I think we mesh really well with that because I thought this many people like it. Okay. How hard can it be? And we just started doing it and it was create packaging. Okay. That was at one point the heart, I would cry over the packaging and I look at it now and I think, man, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have taken that as a sign to stop. But no, we... I don't know, just the lack of fear just motivated us on my end, on my end, if that makes any sense. Um, ignorance is bliss. First he worried the whole, the, he, he worried, yeah, our first packaging was, it wasn't terrible. And, and another thing. Hey, okay, there we, that's, it's like, that's totally not terrible at all. And I love that you can see a good progression of that yeah, packaging versus where we are today. Yeah. I think this was the first packaging on shelf. Yeah. These it. we to um we used to make them we in this printed office. them, die cut them and stuck them on each and every pint before we would go into a commercial kitchen or a, a co-op if you would call it and make the ice cream each night. So Yeah, and and another thing, you know, like kids, mortgage, all that risk aside, you know, like I'm a type 1 diabetic and so you know like the number one most oh, important yeah. thing to me is health insurance, right? Because managing type 1 diabetes without health insurance in the US is I impossible. Mean, it doesn't happen. I, and it, we could get yeah. into statistics there, but when I have visited Canada, I thought of bringing back a lot of insulin just to make it a little bit more affordable. I did. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, and so that was the the biggest thing like how are we going to start a company, you know, which is not going to have any money for who knows how long. And so health and like paying health insurance out of pocket, just not real. Like, what are we going to do? And so, you know, we, I don't know if we got lucky, but you know, like, you know, we, we had an opportunity to participate in this program called Cobra for 18 months. And so we're like, okay, we have 18 months to figure it out. Like, In my personality, 18 months is forever. Okay, cool. It'll last forever. We'll worry about this when that bridge comes. <laughs> we came to that bridge in July and uh, during COVID. Yeah, and, and and luckily the company, you know, is is you know, it, we're going we're going down a path. Kind of, you know, we forecasted some of this success, not all of it, but you know, we're 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 doing all right, and to the point where we're like, okay, we can as a company afford insurance, not just for us, but also for our employees, which you know is a is pretty a pretty big hu- milestone. It's a huge deal because we are still a small company, and and you know, I mean, insurance, regardless of, it's just not cheap. You know, it's just there are no no winners, and. Uh, and yeah, you know, like when we were trying to buy insurance, you know, I was looking at like, let's just get insurance just so we survive. But Susan made a good point at the time. It's like, hey, this company was founded, you know, because of your type one diabetes. So we'll, you know, we should have the most legit health insurance for yourself and the employees because that's like sense. the founding principle. And I was like, I yeah. guess that makes sense. Right. And so mm-hmm. you, can, you, know, you kind of just when you look at it from that standpoint, it's actually a, a no-brainer. And it took a lot of the anxiety and pressure away because all of a sudden it was crystal clear what we're going to do and what, you know, what we needed to do to get there. So it must have been still really like really scary though. It sounds like you guys completely balance each other out, which I think you really need in a partnership, you know, in life and in business to have both sides of the coin being like presented because yeah, it is really scary to be like, I have a mortgage, we have a family, we have health expenses. 
Like, was there some sort of, I don't know, shift that had to happen for you to be like, no, let's, we're going to do it. Or was it just, it just naturally came. Susan's a very good convincer. I think that, I think a lot of it came naturally because this is hard to explain where I'm afraid he's not and where he's afraid I'm not. And maybe that's not true. Maybe we're both afraid playing off of each other. But like with the insurance thing, he didn't give himself enough credit. He sat here for hours upon hours, day after day. It wasn't just the money. It was figuring out which plan. It was trying to find people who would inform us what was the best decision. And we didn't know. So I kind of, I guess it's not fair, but in that aspect, I was like, he'll figure it out. It'll be all right. And then I know he does the same when it comes to like the formula or creating new flavors or production runs. He doesn't really have to worry about that because he knows I will. And no matter what's going on inside my head, trying to figure that out, he doesn't have to worry about that. We split it down the middle without really trying. And um, that, like I said, it might not make a lot of sense. It makes sense to me what I'm saying, but that propelled us forward because I knew that he would do the things he knew. Blind trust. That's what we said from the beginning. This company has to be based on blind trust. I know that what he's doing is right. He knows what I'm doing is right. And that offers a lot of comfort when things are very, very uncertain. Yeah. And 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 for me, it was kind of like, you know, like we were when we started listening to people and they're like, do this, start this business. You know, there was still like this period in between. And for me, what was like, okay, it's worth the risk and, and all the pain and suffering is because I just couldn't stop thinking about anything else. Like all I wanted to do was build a brand, sell this ice cream, let the world know that there is an option that's going to absolutely, you know, crush it and just going to optimize the human body. And, and at that point when I just, I just couldn't think of anything else, you know, like if I wasn't thinking about mammoth, then I was, I was sleeping. Right. And uh, from the second I woke up laying in bed, just like all these scenarios. And then it's just like, what am I doing? You know, I was still going to my other job and I just, just a body because I was just like, and I'm over doing, here not worrying. And I was doing nothing, you know, at my other job. I'm like, you know, constantly having just like out of office emails as I'm working on mammoth and i was like okay this is this starting to feel kind of strange yeah. and uh and so it's just like you know what like you know sue said she was all in and then i was like let's we just go it. for it we got it and and also if we wouldn't have done it it would have for me at least been one of those things i would regret it all oh, man. big time like coming in second on big brother or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're that close how do you live with that i could have if we had just yeah. if we had failed out the gate one thing, but to make it to a shelf and to have people like it and to know that we have a product that could potentially change lives and it makes moms with diabetic children happy and it makes kids happy. And I mean, how could you not do everything that you can to, to make that grow and to, to live that as our, that's our life. And we didn't see that. Like we never mm -hmm. saw this becoming our life. It was never part of our plan. So accidental entrepreneurs, but we'll take it. And and then it very quickly grew from just like, Hey, let's, do this for us and our family so now i feel we're have tremendous amount of responsibility to it's, deliver it's to dairy. our consumers yeah. that are, you know they're like they're buying that product because you know we have consumers that are normal car eaters that just love a premium <clears throat> product great love that you know never thought we we'd create a product that's that awesome so that that you know means means mountains volumes to us but like people have incorporated mammoth into their just daily routines you know because of they have some type of health condition epilepsy and i mean whatever whatever it is and so now it's like Our first macros. we started this to us and we only answered to us but now all we do is like we're responsible for the consumer right and that that means making sure our macros our nutritional panel we take that very very seriously yeah. we don't we don't want anybody to think that they're eating a certain amount of sugar or a certain gram of carbohydrate 
carbohydrate and then they're eating something different because our demographic that we're going for depend, are diabetic. They, they depend and on, you know, transparency, they need to accuracy. Know. And, and so that's what we kind of pride ourselves on. So we you know? see that play out. Sometimes someone will post on Instagram, you know, like, oh, well, let's see what this company's all about. I'm going to eat and they weigh it out and you're sitting there looking at them, you know, and they're like, I'll check back in in half an hour. And every single time I get goosebumps when people are like, my blood sugar, my blood sugar is exactly where I thought it was going to be, or I didn't get knocked out of ketosis. I still have this many ketones. I'm like, even though I know we're doing it right, that validation is very, very comforting. And it makes me feel so good because those people are like, all right, you know, they, they trust us. And that goes blind trust extends from beyond just us now to our consumers. Well, and I love that that is like a core value that you guys kind of set out from day one between you. And now you've been able to extend that to the consumer and when they can trust you. And let's be honest, people that are, if you have health concerns, you have to be the most discerning consumer out there. You just have to be. And Mm. to win them over is not easy. But once you do, you have a customer for life and they're going to happily spread you, like share the word about you and they're going to come back over and over again. And because you've lived on your values, they are going to do the hard work for you of promoting you too. And it's pretty awesome. It's a nice little cycle. Yeah. And, and you know, in society, the, the consumer side of society is completely shifting where the label is more important than ever. You know, like 15 years ago, it's like who, nobody was reading labels, you know, not even the diabetics probably, you know, they're like Diet Coke, right on, let's go. But uh, that's, that's you know, you don't have to be diabetic to care about what's in your food in, in 2020 and, and moving forward. You know, like everybody from mom, the dad to, you know, we have a teenage daughter and I know she goes to the store and she looks at the label. I'm not really sure if she cares about what she reads, but I know she does, she looks at it and, you know, she must be looking for something, right? I don't know what that is, but it is something that's real. And so we're super excited that we can kind of be, you know, be part of that transformation and, and give people that every time they turn that pint, just so consistent, there's never going to be something where like, oh shit, what's that? Never, you know, it's never going to happen. What's been one of the big challenges that you guys have had or like new learnings that you've had in the last, I mean, aside from COVID, let's say in the last like 12 months um, that you think, you know, other people will probably face whether they're in the ice cream industry or not, or rather frozen custard or frozen dessert, just like uh, generally uh, in food and Bev, like what have you overcome that you can kind of like forewarn people who are, who are starting out? What I I would say is, you know, when you start a company with a product and it doesn't matter what it is, then you kind of start growing very, very quickly most likely faster than you anticipated. Mm -hmm. The one thing I had to learn is, you know, when 10 people try a product and 10 people tell you to love it, that's a great feeling. But when you have 10,000 people try your product, there's going to be 500 and be like, dude, this is terrible. And not to take that personal, let that ruin a day. that that's difficult for me because you know, that's, that's our baby. Don't talk about my baby. Find, but, uh, find someone that can kind of buffer you from that. Someone that goes through the reviews first. You don't need to know every time someone just particularly doesn't care for the taste of something. It's, it's something that you harp on in the beginning, but like he said, it's, it's not irrelevant. You want people's oh, feedback. Super relevant. It's definitely relevant, but as the founder and as the creator, it can be very hurtful and you take it personally. You just got to learn to roll with the punches, not take it personally and know that those things are going to happen. 
happen. And um, and let it be constructive. Oh, yeah. It's never personal, even though sometimes it feels like it is. And, and then just like, here's the million dollar tip I wasn't going to ever share, but don't read comments on social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't Facebook do it. and Instagram numerous do times <laughs> and then right back on it. I tend not to either. I, uh, yeah. I didn't understand founders or, or owners who wouldn't um, run their own social media. A, it's a job in of itself, but it's um, it can be... You don't want to because there's some people out there that are extremely creative of words. And it's just <laughs> to me, you know, it's like we work 15 hour days, seven days a week. And at the end of the day, I just, you know, I don't have the mental capacity to file that away as constructive. And I'm like, oh, my God, what what's going on here? You know, it's like straight to the core. Then, then, we, then we're talking about we're in bed and I'm like, it's beyond work hours. Let's go to sleep. I think for me, that question would be um, or the answer to that question would just be learning to ask for help. Mm. The first two years for me were hell. I insisted on doing everything myself. That's why we were in that commercial kitchen as long as we were. Um, that's why I, I labeled our my packaging. I wanted everything to be perfect. And I felt like no one could do it the way I did it, not because they weren't capable, but they just didn't have the the passion for it. Very, very untrue. We've learned since then, we have a core team that takes it very, very seriously. Um, they're very helpful. I couldn't, we couldn't do this without them. And being able to say, hey, can you handle this? And I don't need to hover or just knowing that they can work autonomously and they know your voice. That has been very, very, very over the last 12 months. And it, it hadn't even been 12 months, but it's... Um, and, it's and, a very valuable lesson. Rely on others. Have a team that you trust. Find a good team. Find a good team. Yeah. If it's not a good fit, don't try and make it. Don't try and don't make force them it. fit. Find your people and that are passionate for the same reasons you are, and your life will be a lot easier. Yeah. And then, you know, I, and I would tell you, you know, like we were the first high fat, low carb ice cream, custard, frozen dessert at retail in the country ever. We started this company you know, as a, as a side hustle in 2017. And we're at the local co-ops way before anybody else. It was small distribution, but we had it, we had it. (laughs) It was, it was legit. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, we had an opportunity to just, you know, we, I mean, once we started growing, we grew really quickly and we still are, but we had an opportunity to grow even quicker, but to sacrifice would have been, we would have to bring on partners that didn't fully align with the values and, and the way we do things. And to us from the very beginning, it's like, listen, uh, we want to run a business that's profitable. We have to, right? Otherwise there's no business, but we're not as much as a, as much of us profiteers as we are marketeers. Our ultimate goal is provide is to provide accessibility to a product that's good for you over making a quick buck, right? And so to find that team that Susan just described has been, it's been a real challenge, especially in ice cream, you know, starting with manufacturers because it's mm-hmm. just such a, an old industry that hasn't really seen much innovation. You know, in ice cream, like here's the innovation of ice cream. You have ice cream, vanilla, and then like 150 years. Oh, here's plant-based ice cream. Okay, cool. 50 years. Okay, now we're Unicorn keep- poop. Yeah. You have every yeah. <laughs> innovation of ice cream is just creating one new flavor after another. And eventually, you know, you but, have to start reaching in. But never new concepts. Yeah. You know? So, you know, you work with a lot of people that has been like, I've run this plan for 35 years and I'm it really good. Done. And can't it's like, done. it's like, I know you're really good. And for 35 years, you've made amazing vanilla ice cream with hundred grams of sugar, all this. Yes, you did that. But here's what we're proposing. And they're like, no, sir. Yeah, no. we were told, no. we were wow. told it without sugar, you have to add things to mm. soften. It won't go through a freezer. We found a co-packer that had as much faith in us as we have now in them. And they tell us repeatedly, your success is our success. And they work they with us. It. They crush it. We, I can, another thing with the blind trust during COVID, I don't feel comfortable 
going to a food production facility. Mm -hmm. To get there, I would have to travel. So that was, for me, a big leap of faith, having production runs without being able to either myself be present or our food scientist, whom we really trust on the spot, making sure everything's going well. They nailed it. I mean, they have repeatedly shown us that they know exactly what they're doing. It can be done. And all the other people who told us who told us it couldn't, it's uh, proven wrong. Yeah. And, then, and the key there is to, and the reason why these guys... I go go above and beyond the call of duty without us having to be there is because we align on, on the things that are important, right? We want to create something that is truly unique, one of its kind. We want to provide it in a way that gives it, you know, make is, is accessible for everybody. Doesn't matter if if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're diabetic, if you're not, if you have epilepsy, if you're it doesn't matter. Every person in the US on the planet should have access to this without any problems. And the, the manufacturers are like, let's yeah. do it. We can get behind that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you have this, you know, this harmony and then mm-hmm. I guess that's that's what it is. That it? makes a huge difference though. It makes your job easier when you have people aligned to what it is that you're working on. And it's not easy, especially when you're on a mission that is not like what the mission of that category has been like for, you know, years and decades, you know, it's been this way. This is how it's always done. And it takes a lot of courage to like go past those no's and just like keep knocking on doors. Cause let's be honest, you guys could have knocked on a few co-packers doors and they could have been like, no, it can't, it can't happen. And you could have turned in then and been like, well, we can't really scale to the level that we want, but you didn't, you kept going. Like what what is it that allowed you guys to have that confidence that we're going to find someone who can do this? Like what stopped you guys from turning around? I knew that he wouldn't give up. I Mm. always, he, he puts his nose to the grindstone. I like that answer, but I think what it really was, was that uh, Whole Foods called us randomly one day and says, hey, we want 5,000 cases of ice cream. Can you make it happen? And uh, we, at that time, we were making it in our kitchen. I was like, totally. He, he <laughs> likes that the was the main before, motivation. Yes. He likes, that's the salesman in him. He will sell things before we've created them. And then that puts a fire under me because I can't let him down. He doesn't let me down. But Whole Foods are not, yeah, like, again, once I, com- you know, Susan too, but once once we commit to something, we, I'm going to see it through. I'll, you know, yeah. we at the beginning, it was, I mean, starting any business, I suppose, but especially a food business, it's like, you got to be willing to die for this thing, because <laughs> that's that's the amount of effort that it, that it takes, you know, it's... Uh, just imagine having the worst child in the world ever and then make it 1 million percent worse. He's blunt. That's what it is. That's what it is. No, but that's what it is. You know, it's like, and, and still it's, it's extremely difficult, but like that first, I don't know, year, 18 months, like there were just no easy days, right? Like we would get a victory and it felt so good, but every victory comes with 28 problems, you know? And, and so it's like, you want to step back and enjoy the ride and you want to smell the roses, but at least in food, that, that's not really real. Like, you know, I think for me, it was, I'm an optimist. I'm, I always think things will be okay. I always think that things will work out and they usually do. I'm still alive. Family's still alive. Um, optimism and just knowing if I could make it in a Cuisinart, why can't you make it in that freezer? Just here's a recipe. It's a teaspoon of this and a wonderful man who we, I don't even know how we found him. Um, our food scientist was like, I found him because I just emailed, <laughs> I just Googled, you know, crazy keywords. And then I just send out, I probably and I, 700 I, emails and he's the only one that responded. I handed him a recipe in teaspoons. <laughs> 
and thinking that, oh, you just plugged this into something. No, he handed us back a formula that became Mammoth Creameries based on the recipe here in this house. So it was, um, I knew it could be done. I'm an optimist. (laughs) (laughs) Optimism with like willpower together, you know, those two forces are truly unstoppable. And Mammoth is truly an example of that for sure. Come yeah. to us next year and hopefully we'll be saying the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say, talk to us next week. Let's it's see you next Monday, <laughs> But it's fun doing. People say, you know, like you can't work with your partner and live with your partner and raise kids with your partner. I think we're doing all right. We have good days. We have rough days. But um, I have found my partner that is good in all of those areas. And I've had a coffee. <laughs> No, but that is, you know, that is tough for a lot of people. And I was going to ask you guys that, like, what is, are there any tips or advice? Like, what's your guys' secret to being able to run a business and a life together? Yes. So here we go. Here we go. Never so know I, what he's going to say. Is, I never is, know what he's going to say. This is not a secret, but the way Sue and I met has like a story on its on yeah. its own, and it's it's like this amazing love story. You know, it's I, not it's like I'm, it was. I'm just. I mean, I'm waiting for Hollywood to just beat down the doors and beg us to to sell them this story. Salesman. But, uh, Salesman. but anyways, but it's like from the first, like from the second, you know, we were dating. I was like, all I ever wanted to do was was hang out with Sue, and we just like from day one, we just spent way too much time together. You know, like we didn't. I Healthy amounts. Yeah, didn't ease into this relationship. Let's see how things pan out. Like I was in love like day two and a half, you know? And so it's like all I wanted to do was was spend time with Sue, like, you know, which is pretty normal in any early relationship, but like it just never really went away. You know, all all I want to do is hang out with my family and spend time with Susan. I can attest to that. It's true. When he leaves to go somewhere, I'm like, and sometimes, you know, you want your space. I'm not saying that we don't, we're not, well, we, we're so opposite that we butt heads a lot. Um, but I do miss him when he's not around. Yeah. It's, we've gotten used to each other. It's like, so. you know, it's uh, probably pretty unhealthy. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty healthy to me. You guys have made it work. And like, you know, so many people talk about in, in business as a whole, the importance of finding the right partner. Mm-hmm. And it is true because they have such a huge part in your success, especially like whether they're in the business with you or not. And it sounds like, you know, even before Mammoth, you guys had the right partner to allow you both to be successful in life and then marry that together with, you know, your your fifth child being Mammoth. It's, yeah. it's this wonderful piece that I think allows you guys to just bring that love that you have for each other and for your family, like, and kind of extend it to everyone who wants to enjoy from something from you guys as well. I always find it weird when I, not weird, not don't, I don't want anybody to misread this, not weird in the sense of being weird. Just like, how do you do it? Co-founders who aren't married. I'm like, how do you run a business with somebody you're not married to? Because I don't know any different. And so to me, it's like, how do you not have access to them 24 seven? Like when he, he says, you know, he's, he's hundred percent until he goes to sleep, but he'll wake up at two and come in here and work. So he's not even sleeping through the night. How do you, you can't call somebody at two in the morning and be like, I'm having this fear. Or I'm having this anxiety because their uh, wife fine. or husband's going to be like, what are you doing? So we got a time out there <laughs> with that. <laughs> Waking this tiger up at 2 a.m. on a Monday morning might also not, not be the best happen. thing in the world. He likes to get up early. I'll take my sleep in any, any day. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. uh, you guys have made it 
work and you continue to make it work. And I mean, Mammoth continues to grow. Um, For anyone listening right now who is like, all right, clearly I need to have some of this magic. Where, where can they find you? I mean, really, not in Toronto. Yeah, not no, in Vancouver. Unfortunately, but we're we're working on it. But you know, as far as the you know mainland USA goes, we're we have some type of presence in all fifty states at this right. point. Um, you know, Whole Foods obviously is is a huge partner for us. Um, and then just you know any type of natural foods store co-op independent you know we've got a very very large presence there and then also we are making just huge strides in you know what we call the conventional grocery space like uh you know um trying to think again nugget on the west coast or food city on the east coast uh, in the south we have Bro- um, brookshire's Bro- yeah down here in texas we have brookshire grocery company which is like a very traditional you know i don't want to say old school because they they i mean they're making leaps and bounds and you know coming up to speed but like so yeah it's a uh, the web page manifgrace.com will probably tell you most accurately where I but think, even if it's not there don't be afraid to peek into a freezer or wherever you are because it surprises us sometimes too we don't know everywhere that the, we're the growth is so aggressive that you know keeping track exactly of where distribution is is it's impossible you know it's um, exciting yeah no that it is, is exciting, exciting. Mm-hmm. but it's you know like since one of the things is we want to provide accessibility part of that is being able to tell people where that accessibility <laughs> is <laughs> sometimes it's a little frustrating you know we'll be driving through the middle of I don't know, Wyoming, and all of a sudden you go to the store where you're just like, oh, damn, it's kind of scary in here. You know, it's uh, everybody's having wearing guns. I, I'm not. <laughs> and, and, and there's there's Mammoth Creameries, you know, right next to, you know, the whiskey and <laughs> I don't even know. Like you never the, know. You never know. Like the tamales. Wow. Like, oh, my gosh. It's it's everywhere. <laughs> well, you're making it accessible to everyone. Yeah. Um, before we go, I'd love to know, like, what has been kind of that key for you guys to get that growth. I would imagine you're working with a number of distributors um, or very aggressive sales team. Like that's just constantly out there. Like what's your secret? People dream about having that type of growth you guys have had. He yeah. is the secret, 100%. Oh, when we, I when know. I won't say I stole him because this is our, our doing, but when he left his previous job, they lost a really good salesman. He was, he's, um, knows what he's doing. He's not afraid. He's definitely not shy. Um, he'll <laughs> knock on your door until you finally answer and then he'll sell you that ice cream. And, uh, he just, and he knows the right people to recruit to help him do that. And it's, and, and truth be told, you know, it's, it's not super hard to sell mammoth because of everything it is, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's relevant. It's delicious. It's has a purpose. It's, you know, most, and in the beginning, certainly it was a lot of me just, you know, beating down doors and making thousands of phone calls and not taking no for an answer. But, you know, now we, we've done a really good job and just grown the brand presence, meaning that I go into a lot of meetings where I'm like, I'm prepared to completely brand new pitch to this guy, right? I don't know him. Why the hell would he know me? And he, you know, I'll go into this meeting and meeting with him or her and she or him will be like, ah, I know everything already. Let's just formalize this paperwork. Good to go. And, and you know, also that, really cool. Also really cool. But, you know, that makes the job not super hard and uh, that helps. But we've also just, you know, we've teamed up with some just amazing people again that just, we have a lot, of, a, a, I mean, a lot of alignment and that are willing to just, like the, the, the motto here at MEMA is, you know, everything we do is a, is a crush town performance, right? So we're we crushing never, it. We crush we're clients, never, we crush everything. We're never going to go do 90% of the effort. We're never going to do 99% of the effort. We're either going to go 120% or we're not going to go. And, and that's, you know, that was, that's the kind of like the attitude that I brought into that's it. Why I sleep a lot. <laughs> that's the attitude <laughs> I, I kind of brought in. And I, I didn't really, 
expect or I didn't even anticipate anybody would pick up on that because I under, I'm no I'm, you know I'm no fool. I understand it's an aggressive attitude, but that's just what it is. You know, if you don't like it, don't join it. It's totally fine. But the people that we've partnered with, they're just like, oh hell yeah, let's go. And uh, and it, so that's helped. And getting our foot into um, Whole Foods from the very beginning, and them giving us that amazing opportunity. It's no lie. They approached us. I think they saw us here at the local co-op. I'm not sure exactly how they got wind of it, but having them from the beginning and being able to say we're in Whole Foods, people trust that. And it's, it was, mm-hmm. it was one of the best days of my life. It was incredible to never have imagined even having a product to having a product on the shelf at Whole Foods mm-hmm. was just absolutely, I still, I still can't get over it. I go to the freezer every single time and I just stand there and I look at it. I probably have pictures in my camera <laughs> of the freezer I go to, can't tell you where they're from anymore, but, and our kids seeing that, that is they range in age. I mean, they're, they, we've got one in college for sophomore year and our youngest is about to turn five in a few days. And them mm-hmm. seeing that and being stoked for it and sharing things on their stories sometimes, it's like, man, they have um, something that they can be really proud of. And it's just, you know, as a, as a consumer, if you don't work in food, you know, before I worked in food, you know, I, I didn't spend much time thinking about this, but, you know, there were definitely times where I was like, like, how, how does this tomato sauce get here? Like, how does that work? And then like, so somebody obviously grows a tomato, then what, you know? And and then, so it's not having that knowledge kind of, you know, desensitizes you to the process, but now that we're in it and, and we know what it was like before and we know what it's like now, it's just like, Wow. Damn. Yeah. This is legit. Legit and crush town. Two words we need you to start incorporating into your day. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's so good. Like the story is fantastic. And just hearing you guys speak, it is no wonder uh, that the brand has done as well as as it has. And I think that you guys are a fantastic example of founders working together to truly live your values and make kind of a like a dream a reality like I know it's not something you guys really dreamed about you never your accidental entrepreneurs will talk about but you took an idea and you ran with it and you didn't stop and now you're able to impact so many people and you know not only through your product but even as you know you mentioned like you know set such a great example for your children and for anyone else out there who is like hey I've got a great idea why don't I actually go and bring it to life um, that's a great great example all you all, I mean it, the worst thing is not trying. It. it doesn't, it's not going to work hundred percent of the time, but not knowing because you didn't try, man, how would you sleep at night? If you, you never know, you never know. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, especially like, it's important to me, especially with our old, you know, we have four kids, two a little bit older, two a little bit younger. And to our older kids who are like stuck in this generation of, uh, it's boring. I don't really, I want to get paid big, but I don't want to work big, you know, to, to show them that's like, we're putting like, work. like, this is still a real thing. Like, if you want to make it happen, make it happen. You know, it's like, you, you know, nowadays it seems like that younger culture is very much like, I mean, there's tons of entrepreneurs, don't get me wrong, but like, I think the majority is still like, oh, I have a, I'm a great employee. I am a, I kill it as an employee. And that's, that's awesome. I was an employee for a long time. And then, you know, and that's, super awesome but it's like doesn't have to be that way you know and so i'm super stoked that you know you know our kids will come home from friends house and be like oh yeah you know i was over at so-and-so's house and uh, they opened the freezer and there's mammoth and i was like well there you go right that what's cool. it how does that make you feel? that's cool like, super yeah. super motivated and i was like see like and doesn't have to be ice cream i actually recommend people don't get into the ice cream <laughs> that's a little bit of a nightmare but it, it could be anything if you want to make earrings if you want to start a business you know, cutting grass it doesn't matter you just gotta, you gotta be willing to die for it. I guess I mean, that's, that's it. I love that. 
I love that. This is fantastic, guys. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for motivating everyone. Um, I think, yeah, how to run a business with a partner, uh, how to just go for your dreams and create something magical. So thank you guys for sharing the story. Um, And yeah, being on the show, this is great. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun.